Dive podcast produced locally in the Archdiocese of Washington, D.C. here at Sacred Heart Roman Catholic Church in the Plate of Maryland. Once again, joined by Father Larry Swink. Bill. Father Scott Woods. Hello, Bill. And Father Jack Berard. Hey, Bill. The gang is all here. Today we're going to talk about Ephesians 5. Um, I guess specifically starting with uh, chapter 21. Uh, second reading this weekend. Uh, Father Larry, welcome back from yeah. your Malibu yeah. vacation. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been with you guys on podcasts. I know you've really missed me, especially Father Jack. He's sitting, in, he's sitting in your chair. <laughs> That's not, one, it's not true. And two, uh, I did miss you, Father Larry. It's, I can't, I'm not allowed to make fun of Father Scott. And so, uh, that's not his, that's not his rule. Uh, it's just divine order. You know, you just okay. can't make fun of Father Scott. So you, we can all make fun of you. So, well, you didn't, you didn't hold that when I was there. I'm just saying, you started you it. <laughs> I told you. Anyway, we're not getting into this again. All right, all right. Like an old so married couple. Okay, right, so, so, so is it true you're, you're not, is it true that you're choosing to read the, the other second reading this weekend? <laughs> Oh, no, I'm doing Ephesians 5 this week, and I'm all about it. Like, I, I love this reading. All right, we'll start uh, us off. Because no one, no one preaches on this. They all punt it. And they're like, oh, the gospel's great, which it is. The gospel's great. But you only get this every three years. And no one ever hits it because it's so controversial in today's, you know, today's modern ears. And that's why I think it needs to be, you know, kind of um, explained from from a, a you know from a biblical point of view and what Paul meant by it and how it actually is a great reading. So yeah, I'm going to do Ephesians five for better or for worse. All right. So in a nutshell, what's Ephesians five? Okay. So the reading is Ephesians uh, chapter five verses twenty one and on, and it's on uh, the section is called the Christian household, and the first section is what's really being read. Well, actually, it's really on marriage, and um, so I'll just read, what I was thinking is we could just go through parts and me, Father Scott, and Father Jack can kind of unpack it. Um, and uh, and I think one of the reasons that people find it uh, in modern times to be a little bit controversial is because St. Paul says, why is be submissive to your husband, right? Um, but we'll explain that there's two parts to this, right? It's not just do whatever he says, but it, it talks about that the father is the head of the household and that the and that the dad, you know, the husband is the head, is really the head of the marriage and has to make the calls. Um, there's an authority there, but there's also a great responsibility that he has at the same time. So I'm going to, I'm going to jump in and, and then we'll open up for a discussion. Father, maybe and before, so, before we start, yeah. that, you, want, you want me to just read through the whole, the whole passage? Yeah, maybe? Well, yeah. Father Jack, why don't you just read that section slowly and then right. we'll just break it down. Yeah. So starting with verse 21 of chapter five of Ephesians. Be subject to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, be subject to your husbands as you are to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, just as Christ is the head of the church, the body of which he is the Savior. Just as the church is subject to Christ, so also wives ought to be in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her in order to make her holy by cleansing her with the washing of water by the word, so as to present the church to himself in splendor, without a spot or wrinkle or anything of the kind, yes, so that she may be holy and without blemish. 
In the same way, husbands should love their wives as they do their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hates his own body, but he nourishes and tenderly cares for it, just as Christ does for the church, because we are members of his body. For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a great mystery, and I am applying it to Christ and the church. Each of you, however, should love his wife as himself, and a wife should respect her husband. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, so let me, uh, the two priests, Father Jack and, and, and um, Father Scott, have you ever had someone come into your office when you're preparing a marriage and you go into readings and they're like, oh, I'm not doing that reading. And they kind of, um, kind of, I don't know, mock it a little bit. Or have you ever had that experience as a priest? I've never had that for a wedding prep. In fact, uh, the last wedding I did, they specifically requested it. And I kind of give them a look like, are you serious? Uh, and no, that's a, and they went out of their way to pick it. Um, really? Yeah. I have, well, I will say now I, I've only had this opportunity to preach on this once in my priesthood. I'm only five years. So the three year cycle, I've only gone through one year and I'm one for one. I preached on it. Okay. So Mr. Oh, Nobody preached on it. And I'm getting a walk this year cause we got the deacons preaching, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, no, but I actually, but I will say uh, before Father Scott, if you answer before you answer, but uh, the, the, I remember very clearly the lector uh, saying, threatening to switch uh, the 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 phrase. They go, well, I'm just going to get up there and I'm going to say, "Husbands, be, be subordinate to your wives." And and I was like, Ooh, then, well, like and and, and, yeah. and yeah, and I went to my pastor who did not like fights. Uh, it wasn't you, Father Larry. Uh, and, and I told him that, and he goes, "Well, that would be the last <laughs> it, time." It wasn't Sacred Heart Parish. It was not Sacred Heart Parish. Yeah, it was a previous parish. And I, and and he goes, "Well, that would be the last time she ever stepped foot in the sanctuary." And I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> but anyway, I don't know. Yeah, for me, uh, it's been more often. It's the men who are afraid <laughs> because mm. of the because of how not only their wives but other women in the parish might react to it. So I've had men say. You're not really gonna have me read this, are you? <laughs> you know, can I shut? Oh, you know. So I've had men who are afraid uh, because they think of the reaction that women in the parish or their own wives might have to it. So they've been been begging me not to. And and, and like you, Father, I, I I whenever it's come up, actually, I've chosen uh, to preach on it because I felt it's so so badly misunderstood. And yeah. and, and I've actually yeah, had a couple of weddings where. The, the couple wanted me to, to have that one of that reading. They wanted me specifically to preach on it. Yeah. That's awesome. Right. Well, let's, that's, that's, I mean, that's great. Cause I've had experiences too, where like they do, uh, once I, my, my, I'm not an unnamed parish where I was visiting. I went to the lectionary. I kid you not. And someone had scratched out the word submissive and wrote another word. And I'm like, what in the world, you know? Mm. And, um, and I think that's pretty much the only, the one part about this reading that, modern ears can't listen to because i think too is there's such an adverse effect, uh, reaction a uh, negative reaction towards authority and especially and sometimes male authority and and, and partly there's 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 good reasons for that because authority has been abused mm -hmm. in many ways um but at the same time they don't see what what, what the holy spirit's saying because if you keep reading it the the guy the husband is really called to this uh, a much more the he's got he's called to this a powerful form of love he has to be like christ like jesus christ himself mm. right 
So let's, I think first off, let's start off with like just the whole word love. Um, and maybe like a, a better, clearer understanding for our listeners about like, what is, the, what is the word, the Greek word for love? And Father Scott, uh, Scott or Jack, you want to take that one? Uh, I mean, yeah. So, I, I mean, obviously the, <laughs> I think everybody's probably gotten sick over, you know, usually you hear it in, in this John 21 where it's Peter on the shore right after the resurrection yeah. after and he has a threefold confession of his love and everybody gets sick of the priest trying to say these the uh you know what kind of love that that Christ is calling uh calling uh Peter to right so it's um you know going from the, the lowest level of eros up to uh filio which is like a brotherly love um then there was uh you know and eventually it gets to agape this complete yeah uh, divine love the self-giving love that is completely outpouring of oneself for the sake of the other um that that is and really that was, what's being called yeah. that's a great definition can you say that slowly the outpouring part it's, father jack it's just a yeah complete outpouring of oneself for the sake of the other so it's yeah. it, it, it by its nature has to be completely uh unselfish you know it just has to be selfless it, it anything that holds on to oneself and it just isn't worthy of being called love um right right because the word love in, in the in the English language is just sort of it's been kind of hijacked a little bit, and it can be used in so many different ways. And and Pope Benedict in his uh, what was his first uh, encyclical? Deus Caritas asks God is love. Yeah, do you guys remember when that came out no. uh, years ago? And everyone was like, "Oh, come on!" I thought this was going to be hardcore, and he read it. It was hardcore, but it wasn't <laughs> what people were expecting. Remember that? Oh yeah. Or, Oh, yeah, because like, he, yeah. Yeah, the way he did, divided it, he divided it with the, really giving the uh, as much more uh, spiritual than necessarily at first theological, and then he went deeper in, and then it was very practical with how love is lived out in terms of charity. Right. He says in that document, he said, today the term love, and he has it in air quotes, Father Jack, has become one of the most frequently used and misused of words, <laughs> a word that we attach to quite different things. And I guess what he's saying there is I can say I love burritos, love the nationals, love my mom, and I love God all in the same sentence. But the love that, that's used here is agape, which is, as Father Jack and uh, Father Scott, you said, is that this, this selfless, total giving love, which all of us are striving to live, right? And so I, I, so I guess the second thing is this is, um, you, know, uh, you know, we talked about for the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. All right, who wants to who wants to take a stab at that one about headship? Yeah, and pro maybe properly understood though. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, that's the thing is that the whole mystery of what of a uh, Paul is is trying to, you know, reveal to us is is he saying you know we kind of almost understand. I would argue in in modern society, for the most part, uh, the culture kind of almost understands Christ better than they do marriage. Right, better than a rightly ordered relationship, because even if they don't believe in it, right, even if they think it's just a nice myth, they still kind of see uh, Christ's sacrificial love. They still see his, um, like, you know, they still understand that Christians are named after him. Right? So there's a certain authority right. headship there, um, but but they don't see that. Very rarely do you see, um, you know, kind of. Long, long couples, long, long married couples, you know, several decades long. Um, and I think we'll probably end up seeing less of them uh, rather than more 
in the in the near future and um you know i actually it was funny just kind of a sh- showing off our parishioners i did uh, grab one. one one couple came up and said we're celebrating 58 years of marriage father like wow. can you give us a blessing and i was like yeah of course like although you know what am i doing because you know you're almost your marriage is almost twice as old as I am, but like, but we, we had the camp, we had the camp counselors were all in the friendship room in the basement of the church, um, oh. doing the prep week. And I brought them down. I said, I said, listen, I'm happy to give you the blessing, but like, would you mind sticking around for like 15 more minutes? Oh. And those kids were shocked, you know, cause they're all yeah. 16, 20, uh, 25 yeah. at the oldest. And it was just like, they're like 58 years. And it was just a really beautiful witness. Cause like they got to see priests, they got to see sisters, but Long marriages yeah. is just as hard to see these days, unfortunately. Right. Yeah, true, and, true. Yeah, and that and <clears throat> it's just it's sort of display. I mean, that this marriage is a display of this, you know, this, this sacrificial love, and that's what marriage is supposed to be. As Christ's love is, is forever, you know, and marriage is supposed to be till death do you part. That's beautiful. I I, I am I always say you know in, in weddings you know or funerals when you, someone's died and. Um, I mean, I'm sure that Kandra got tired of hearing this, but like, you know, if they, if they, if they actually stayed married, which actually doesn't happen a lot, um, you know, for 60 years or 60 years, it's like, what a miracle that this happened. Like this, this is a, what a, this is such a testimony to grace because I mean, I think sometimes marriage is so overly romanticized by the culture that they, they tend to say that there's so many sacrifices and pinpricks that come in that relationship till you're, you know, if you're living with the same person for your whole life, you know, I know, I know yesterday, Father Jack at dinner, you were talking about how last year was the longest year of your life. (laughs) 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 Just living with me for a year, you know, but you know, you can imagine like a man and a woman living together for their whole life and seeing all the defects and, Mm. and characters and all these other things. I mean, it's just being human. It, there's, it is a thing of the will, and I think it's a, a thing of grace, you know. Absolutely. So, you know, and I, um, and because, and Father Larry, as you know, I um, sometimes, you know, just casually read Latin because uh, I can. And um, so, <laughs> so, as I'm, as we're sitting here talking, I'm I'm looking at the Vulgate of the so the Latin, the official translation of the, of scriptures, um, in and the word that is used because because Latin also has a lot of words for love. And even though Paul didn't write in Latin, he wrote in Greek. Uh, the word that they use is diligite, which means to value highly. So men value highly your wives, right? And I think huh. there's something to that. I think as we kind of yeah. look at that, it's it's a self-sacrificial. But but I think there's there's a certain amount where like that's a that's a lot of will, like what we put our value yeah. in. You know, like that's not an act of feeling at all. <laughs> that is, um, you know, even you know just the way we treat you know the important things in our lives like that that's the value we put in the time we put in that's how we show that this thing is is valuable and also that we keep it in a sense sacred set apart for for a good purpose um i think that's it's it's not something to right. overlook because that's part of the command right and what's that word again in latin father jack diligite so oh, like like yeah yeah, yeah. i'll like text diligent. it to you <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, diligent hey, yeah yeah <laughs> i'll practice I'll practice my pronunciation because you know my. Yeah, two you days know? before your homily. <laughs> Folks, it's diligente. Yeah, wait, wait, about it. Um, well, that that's good. and then the other thing too. I mean, like here, here's the thing: is like if women, my argument about this reading and why, I mean, women and wives would put this on a billboard 
if they really focused on what Jesus says, what their husbands are supposed to do, right? I mean, it's like, it's like the hard part is not so much what the wife has to do within the, the mothers sacrifice themselves incessantly, you know, and I think women just in their you know, they just sort of naturally are so sacrificial and giving, you know, you think about it parishes. I mean, I'm not saying guys aren't like this, but most of the really sacrificial people that give their lives to the church and a lot of women, because they're just, they're so, I don't know, they're just so giving by nature. Guys have to kind of like really, you know, all right, let me get out of myself, you know? Mm. And, and it says here, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and starts her and gave himself up for her. Right. And um, I think that, that, that first part uh, means that he loved her passionately, uh, but also sacrificially. And, um, you know, Father Scott, you want to, throw a little some gems on that one <clears throat> yeah i mean I, I saw it really lived out with a homeschool uh, couple i worked with and uh the, the husband was offered his, he was about to lose his job and he was offered this dream job um back in the hometown where they lit where they came from and uh was just so excited about it and uh he brought it to his wife and just said look i've been offered this dream job i've always wanted to work here it's back in our own hometown. We'll have to leave this area where we have a lot of support, but you know we'll, we'll do fine. And the wife was like, "Oh my goodness, I that I don't have the support there. I need. I don't have the support for for the way we live in our Catholic faith, and and I'm really nervous about this." But you know, she said, so she felt she said, "I, I need to go and tell him. I had to tell him that, look, I, these are my concerns, but I trust you enough, <laughs> and I and I trust what it means for you to be my husband for the care of our family." That if you if you have discerned that this is what's best, I'm, you know, willing more than willing to uh, truly give, to truly give myself to uh, to to going. And I just want to ask that you pray about it really, because I, I, and these are the reasons why. And the husband said to me, it, it was the hardest thing ever. He said it was like a like a punch in the gut because he really was so excited. But as he as he used his intellect to discern that and pray with it, he realized. No, she, 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 you know, she really did need this community. And so then he, he then humbly out of love gave up that. And, and with all the chances it might take to uh, where they might not have a work and he had to trust in the Lord. And, and by God's grace, he got another job, but it wasn't the dream job by any means. Wow. But their, their love for each other grew in such a beautiful and powerful way. Like they said, their, their, their trust in each other and, and, right. the, and their ability to submit. Mm really really right. grew through that right it's you know, beautiful i and i think i think there is something to, to how that kind of story kind of plays out in real life that when we read this passage i, th- I mean as much as that is like kind of it's set little part it is in the context of a greater call by paul you know like he's not talking about this just like out of thin air this isn't the extent of the entire letter of ephesians <laughs> right he's he's talking that he's exhorting them to a great perfection i mean i think sometimes like if if your if your biggest thing is you know wives should be subordinate to their husbands then you've screwed up right you know yeah. and that's something to say is like like be careful then how you live is is the is a couple verses before not as unwise but as wise people making the most of their time and he goes on he right. says so so don't get drunk with wine you know don't sing psalms right. of gratitude and thanksgiving to the lord like this is the context for like how this gets lived out and it's it's exactly this is the story you're saying is that. It, it's not that the husband wants to use the power, right? It's not that he's like, this is my God-given authority and I'm going to do it. He is doing it in the sense of of having already laid his life out for her or laid his life down for her 
and for the Lord. And and in right. that context, it becomes a beautiful teaching. Now, when, right. And it enabled her to see him that way. I mean, she <clears throat> she was able then because because of the way in which he she knew in love. It wasn't just that he desired this, but he was desiring the true good of their family. That it right. enabled her to then go, I can trust you enough with that good to that you right. might see things I don't see. And so even though I, I don't myself desire this, I'm willing to to submit in this way. Right. Yeah, it's powerful. I mean, you know, a lot of things are going through my mind as always, but I, I was thinking, you know, <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, by, by the way, you guys felt exactly the, the same. But anyway, that's just a side note. <laughs> I thought you were kidding last night. You no. sound like twist. Um, <laughs> weird. Anyway, um, but but going back to this is like this whole thing of like what exactly is headship and leadership? And it's you know like Father Jack and Father Scott, what you're saying is like it's not just doing what I want; it's doing what's best for my family, it's best for my wife. Mm-hmm. And I think too, I mean, I was thinking as priests, we're in the same situation, Absolutely. right? As yeah. a spiritual father, where we've been given this authority. But it's not just to like make our wills known, but it's to serve the people that has been given to us, that we have to lay down our lives for that, right? right. And uh, I think there's probably, I mean, I, I don't know if Ephesians 5 has ever been used for priestly pre, for priests, but that's a great thing for us to pray about too, you know, that we have this bride and we have to do what's best for her too, right? And uh, lay down our lives and this whole, this whole thing. Um, but I just love the, the how you emphasize the fact that she she realized his authority, but he realized his authority was to serve her. Yes. Right. Yes. Like that's the key. Like she respected his authority, but he didn't abuse it. And he he brought into consideration her concerns, and he followed her direction because he's like, this is what's best for her, and this is what's best for the kids. And that that's probably why their marriage is. Is, and you see some guys like, well, I'm the dad, and this is how it's going to be, and I don't know. And it's like, well, yeah, but you didn't listen to your wife at all, right? And and I think that's why wives get, you know, maybe tweaked or upset when they hear, like, be submissive, because he doesn't really, he is not looking out for what's best for us, right? Yeah, and this is and this is why when I preached on, whenever I preach on this, I always emphasize, <clears throat> as you kind of did, that there's much here much more here that is demanded of the man <laughs> and it's, it's, right. it's and, and it's huge what's being demanded of him um, and it's right. too good together you know if, if without right. the one you don't really get the other right right it's yeah know, the other thing it's, what yeah, saying, go ahead, uh, I was just gonna say is the only <clears throat> is the only guy here at the table and on the phone that that's married <laughs> um, 30 happy years <laughs> by the way Um yeah, you might want to hey, be man. careful, assuming your wife actually listens to this. I'm just on yeah, I, because I never really I, this 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 never this 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 reading never kind of tweaked me because of what 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 the standard that we're being asked to do. Love your wives as Christ has loved the church. I mean, the 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 daily struggle. I mean, if you actually contemplate what that means. Um, I, I challenge uh, my my lovely wife Laura to uh, get tweaked at the first part because what it, it seems to me uh, I have an equally if not heavily uh, heavier uh, road to travel here to, to hold this into the reading <laughs> up love love my wife as, as Christ loved the church those are those are I mean that's not that's not one of those passages where it can mean six or seven different things mm. I think it's pretty clear right. 
So right. we, we have work to do, guys. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. And, and I mean, it, it just seems like, yeah, and it, it, I think the guys, we if, if you're a husband or you're a father, the reading is more challenging to the headship than it is those following. I mean, it just seems very clear because he keeps going on and on about the different ways. And the first thing is he's sacrificial. I remember uh, just on a comical note, I was doing pre-cana with this couple. And, you know, when you do the focus test yeah. and you talk about like, oh, there's certain habits that annoy you with your future spouse. And she was like, yeah, he dips. And I'm like, oh, man, I can't believe you do that. And uh, <laughs> or not. <laughs> quiet. Be quiet. All right. So then, then I was like, all right, man, it's important to her. Uh, well, I asked him, I was like, hey, would you take a bullet for your lovely fiance? And he's like, oh, for sure. And I was like, would you be willing to give up dip for her? And he was like, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's something to be said about that. It's like, I mean, we always look at the big, you know, would I die for my yeah, spouse? Yeah. Would I, I'll be a martyr and, yeah, but would you get up earlier to pray for your church or would you, you know, be willing to change the diaper at three in the morning when she's done it three nights in a row? I mean, that's what Christ is talking about, willing to lay down your life for her, you know? Um, and then it's the small things I think you're really emphasizing here, you know, that really speak to love because you know, right. any doofus, you know, can can do the big things, but it, it, right. the small everyday ways of, of dying to oneself and loving that's where love is really, really proven. Yeah. Right, right. It's a, and it's it's really beautiful when you see a husband, and you can tell he's like sacrificing for his wife and kids, and you can see it almost on his face. I mean, he's trying to do it as joyfully and cheerfully as possible. But there's something really. I mean, it, it encouraged when I see that in a man. It encouraged, like I saw my dad. It just encouraged me to be one of a better priest. You know, and I'd like sometimes as priests we complain about things. Then you go to like, you know, your friend's house that has like six kids. You're like, man, you know, like. Life is easy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like we got nothing to complain about, you know, and it's just like, you know, and if we would, who would listen, you know. But um, so the the next part is um, he says, let's unpack this because he goes on to say, I mean, the first point is that it's got to be sacrificial. And and I, I do think this. Women, when they see their husband sacrifice for them, they just give back love in beautiful ways. Like, and I, I've always, you know, I've told guys when they're having struggles with their wives, I'm like, look, just suck it up and like try to show her that you love her by doing things she likes. You know, whether it's like just give her like some time to relax or, you know, you do some chores around the house or whatever it might be. And if they actually do it, it's just amazing when they come back and like, yeah, my wife actually likes me now. I'm like, yeah, it's called you're showing sacrificial love, right? But the second thing he says is, he says, sanctify or cleanse her by the bath of water with the word that he may present himself to the, to the church in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing that he may be a holy and without blemish. And it seems here that Paul is linking marital love with baptism, Right. Because sanctify our cleanser by a bath of water, right? So where do you think he's going with this? I mean, I've got my notes here, but I want to kind of throw it with you guys because I'm going to steal for you for this weekend. But what does it mean that Paul links marital love with baptism? Any, any of you guys have something on that? 
Well, I mean, it's I don't know that it necessarily is baptism because he is talking about washing the water of the word, right? So it's the word of right. life. It is, and it is, you know, so everything that was washed is is through Christ, right? And which is right. the word of life, right? Because that's that's where that right. that comes from is is this, is this idea. So I mean, I think yeah, when we're talking about you're right. There is a definite uh, link to baptism insofar as that, like there is a cleansing that is being taken place and. Um, yeah. One of the things is like we kind of, you know, I think a lot of people have kind of, you know, forgotten that like the the way the the root of baptism isn't like a, a sui generis word and that like it was made up for the sake of the right. sacrament. It actually has that meaning of being immersed in, right? Um, yeah. That there is, um, you know, I'm sure you guys have probably used that. Uh, I don't know if it's from Fulton Sheen or not, but that. Um, you know, how do you know you, you have the right person for your spouse? You, you run as fast as you can to God and you look to the left and the right and whoever's running with you, that's who you want as your spouse. Right. Which like really is not good if you're like at the bottom of the pyramid, but like if you're at the top, <laughs> like it makes sense. But, but like, I think that's kind of it is that like, you know, a, a, a husband needs to immerse themselves, right. Be baptized in the love, love of God and in, in the word um, right. So that, right. So that he can help purify uh, not it, only it himself, but sure. also the spouse. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like you're, you're spot on. It's like that he's to sanctify her by leading her to God and make, helping her become holy. And I think, you know, I don't know if it's just me, but like when I have like, and we, you know, guys in the past, when we've done things together and you're having like, women's talk it's like you know flooded with women you have like a men's talk it's like cricket you know and it's like and i think too is like a lot of times you hear as a priest like i wish my husband would just lead the kids closer to god or i didn't feel guilty of talking about prayer around him or you know i mean like basically theologically the husband is the spiritual leader of the house and his game has to be on top yeah. Right. He's got to have his A game and he's got to lead his wife and his children to, 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 to the sacraments, to confession, to teaching them the teaching of the church and just being a man of faith, essentially. Right. I mean, am I reading that right or no? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I hear uh, this is Father Scott, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Father Scott. I was probably talking up here. Um, yeah. I hear this. I mean, as a spiritual director to many, many, many women. Um, so many times, um, how much they desire uh, that their husbands be that true spiritual leader in the house, that they're not the always the one has to say, let's say grace, or let's do prayers, or let's read the scriptures, or let's uh, do extra devotions, that it'd be the husband who would lead that, because they know, <clears throat> not just for their sons, but for their daughters too, that would mean so much to see also that the, the parents equally yoked, you know, and, and their desire right. for holiness for themselves and for their family and that the power that has, because I've, I've been with families where you do see that and just, it's, it's amazing. The dynamics of the marriage, the dynamics of the, of what the children receive. Uh, we've had so many seminarians even say to us at times that, uh, especially uh, seeing their father lead the rosary, lead the family in the rosary or, or be the one right. in the trip saying, let's, let's do some extra devotions or prayers. Uh, so for me, right. my dad coming to read me the Bible stories every night, you know, was huge. Yeah, and but I think and and I think even within this that that idea it's that Father he is Jack. this is Father Jack, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna have a lot of fun with this, aren't we? Um, so no, but I think I mean I think you kind of see as as Paul kind of describes this presenting, you know, Christ presenting the church to Himself, 
right? And in, in is that even if we look just at like sociological data, it's kind of it's really it's really striking and really surprising and, and almost scandalous um, how important it is for a father to go to church. Like if, right. a, if a mother goes to church, it's great, but like a kid has just as much chance of converting later in life almost of staying in the church. Right. But if both parents go, it's, it's an obscenely like, I mean, it's like five times greater chance. Like, I mean, it's like something. Like, oh, it's, it's that, Father Jack, I think it's more than that. I remember you, and, uh, you were just a baby when this happened, but the Swiss government in 2000. Okay. First of uh, 14, but you know, I don't know why I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> Babyish, you know. Just because you're old, <laughs> middle aged man, back off. Um, so, so like, but there was a, the Swiss government came out with this study, and it said that if the mother, if the mother was the only practicing Christian or Catholic, because I think it was more for Christians, mm-hmm. um, that there was only a one out of fifty chance if the father never went to the church, only one out of fifty chance that the the kids would practice the faith when they left home. And if the dad, if the mother didn't practice all and dad was faithful just to church services, quote unquote, or for us, the mass, it was like three out of four chance that they practice the faith. Yeah. yeah. Huh. And it, 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 it's interesting too, at pre-Cana, when the guy or girl doesn't go to church, I say, did your dad go to church? And almost inevitably yeah. they say no. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's just it. I mean, and, and that's just like, I mean, I th- and this is the problem is I think what we, because we don't talk, sin right we're, we're just not supposed to do that often but because we haven't like I, we also don't talk about the guilt like the culpability of a father who who doesn't help their children go to church who does these kind of heresies of saying like i get to god in my own way and i like no no, no it's not just you it's not just right. you not going to church you're you're really damning your children uh like you're or at least putting them in danger they're not you know i'm not you know making that final judgment lord knows not anywhere near worthy enough to do that. But like just the fact that like when we're, we're not alone, none of our life is ever lived alone. We're always meant in a community and it's even more important in the family. And so when, when a father, you know, kind of takes, takes a little bit of a lazy route, that's, that's remembered and that's seen and it makes an impact. And it is something just to, to challenge our, 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 our brethren in. Um, is that, you know, when we talk about like, oh, there's a higher standard, it's, it's not empty words. Like it really is something like we, we should be doing greater outreach for the sake of, of, you know, the future right. and for the children. Right. <clears throat> right. <clears throat> Let's hit one more line. You run out of time, but it says that. So also husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. Mm. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one hates his own flesh, but rather nourishes and cherishes it. Um, yeah, I, I you know when I, I kind of scratched my head, you know, reading that. I mean, I in my notes here, it, it just says uh, I have here a wife needs more than food, money, and shelter. Uh, she can get do a lot of herself. What she needs is love, understanding, and appreciation. Kind of like Father Jack, what you were saying, but like maybe you can hit that point. Like, what is Saint Paul, or what's he getting at? Where he says. Husbands should love their own wives as their own bodies. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, and I think it is. Yeah. Like we're not, we're not alone, right? We're, we're, we, you know, nobody, nobody goes to heaven alone, right? And you know, and um, that's a right. real thing. Uh, <laughs> you know, we really don't. We we make impacts on other people's lives, you know, quickly and and long term. 
and I, I actually really, I think, I'm assuming you're reading from the the lectionary, Father Larry. It sounds yeah. like, it sounds like you're reading the New American, yep. and so I'm reading a different yeah. translation and then flipping back. And uh, so what the, is your set? So okay, so my mine is the um, the NRSV, and it's it instead it says nourishes. It's for the most part the same, but it says it nourishes and tenderly cares uh, for her. Um, uh, and and that's I think better. And then even the Latin, um, which is said. Well, here we go. Here we go, said, folks. Said nutrit <laughs> et fovit am right. Fovit, well, nutrit basically means like I said, so it nourishes, right? Gives nutrients too. But fovit means to keep warm, to cherish, or foster, right? There, wow. there is a, there is a, 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 like, a much deeper meaning there, right? There is a, like a. Think of the things we cherish. Like we we cherish memories because we're so we have such desire to keep them around, but know that it is tender. Like it is something that can be lost. Like you cherish a memory because you know that that it is by its nature fleeting, and so you must pour like almost you have to put energy into keeping a memory alive. You know, um, right? And right? And you know, even even that idea of keeping warm. Like I don't I don't know. I, I mean, you know, you know, someone's going to come back and get me on this, but I don't, I don't keep a stray dog warm, you know, like I see a dog in the street in the rain. I'm like, man, that sucks, but I'm going to move on. You probably, Father you, Jack, what were you going to say? You probably kicked that dog. That's not true. Father Larry. That's just slander, <laughs> libel, whatever it is. But so no, mean. no, but like, but like you would, you know, your family member is like, you know, you know, like, you know, my little niece and nephew is cold. I'm, Okay, my my sisters might disagree, but I'm gonna get up and give the child a blanket. You know, like I like the one I care for. I'm willing to get up and sacrifice for them, be, not because like I'm a great guy, far from it, but like because that's what we do. You do with the it's ones who are close to us, right? If we really truly what's that feel, word again? Fovet, F O V E T. I'll text that one to you too. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I'm, I'm stealing that one. Keep warm. Yeah. Well, I mean, but. But you know this this makes perfect sense. It's like the husbands have to keep keep the relationship warm yeah. by nurturing that relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, in other words, like you've got to communicate with his wife, take her on dates, make her feel loved. You know, I, I find in marriage marriage counseling post marriage is that, and I think St. Paul references. He says at the end here, and this ties in with what you're saying, Father Jack, is that. Um, however, let each of you love his wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Mm-hmm. And that word respect is very key because like, I find that when women feel un, uncherished, like they're not important or they're not beautiful or they're not, you know, they're not precious to their husband or not something that, that they, they, they get the sense their husband doesn't want to be around them or they're a nuisance. They just kind of wither. Right. And it's just like, you know, like, you're like, Hey, like give her some attention and I've men on the flip side, when they feel disrespected by their wives, they just shut down. And I think it's a difference a little bit. Not, I'm not saying that it's like, you know, one size fits all, but men just shut down when they feel disrespected by people. It's like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. You know what I mean? And I, I just think there's an insight on, on how, you know, love husbands have to love their wives and give them the attention they need and cherish them and as you said keep them warm but then on the flip side that the return is that the, the wife shows that respect to her husband and so that he keeps doing it i mean like it's not conditional but it works out that way unfortunately you know in some ways right i don't know is that am i on target there or did i just go on a rant 
Yeah, no, no. I think you're very much on target, and and, and, you, and I'm sure we've all seen this with uh, working with married couples, especially uh, both those who've gone through a tough time in marriage when there's then this disrespect, uh, whether or there's a, a lack of knowing of, of experiencing love, a lack of the sacrificial love that both experience because that then brings trust. And when there's the right. lack of respect, there's the lack of trust. And that's then Satan really gets in there and plays with your hands because then that's when I start having them where they come in and they're and they're explaining, you know, and, and I'll say sometimes to the other one, now say exactly what she or he said, and there'll be the words they thought they really said, you know, right? Rather than what right. they did because it mutates. That's what sin does. It mutates, and we start thinking, we start assuming things about the other, and the evil one's able to more just like Eve in the garden able to convince us more and more, no, this is, this person doesn't really love you. So this is what they're really doing or saying or thinking. And that's, right. and that's where the breakdown comes because if I can't trust, how can I submit? Right. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that insight. Um, so I mean, it was to wrap it up. Right, what do you think would be like three things we could tell, uh, husbands, you know, coming from this reading that would just make them, uh, I don't know, make their marriage a little bit more fireproof. You got, you, you want to take a stab? Any of you guys? Well, I mean, I think, I think we can say at least in, in, um, you know, one thing is that the, the cross is, is your goal. You know, I, I don't think we do it well enough to, to preach. I, I mean, I'm sure you guys do it too from time to time, but, um, my, my wedding homily is always, this is your cross. Don't do not mistake it for anything else, you know, because, and so for husbands, it's like you're on there. You are offered up. Oh, I would never say that, Father Larry, because I'm kind and gentle, uh, and I would never just give them a slogan and hope that they took it correctly. No, but, but, but <laughs> see, kind and gentle. Um, I had to go. I had to did, go there. You did. You did. It was. It was right and just. But no, I, I would say like like no. That's that's you. You're up there, and and you. You're going to stick there and it's going to be painful at times, but it's going to be the greatest act of love you do, um, right. is, is within this marriage. And don't, don't think that your goal is going to be, um, heaven without that. Um, right. Right. Father Scott, what do you got? It's the little things. It's loving in the little things. It's, it's really yeah. paying attention and really, and really in, in that loving in the little things means that I love you in a way that you can best receive that love. So knowing that, you know, the, that love language of the other person um, so that in the, in the little things I'm, I'm showing love, which, which then will open to that trust. Yeah. It's awesome. it's, um, it sounds like father Larry, you, you're trying to apply this reading also to ma- just say, for example, rectories that have two priests in them as well. <laughs> right. Well, like, yeah. fa- I mean, like, so father Jack, you, you, yeah. I mean, father Jack, I, he got tired of waking you up all the time to, to pray the office. <laughs> To, to, pray, to pray a rosary, you know, it's not, it shouldn't have been his yeah. job. Yeah. He, he, he pulled me to greater heights of sanctity for mm-hmm. sure. You're it's- welcome. You know, that's <laughs> all I've been waiting for, for a full year. You know, one thank you like that, you know, <laughs> hey, father Jack, I just want to publicly say thank you. Okay. <laughs> I, I've seen that. Okay, I really do. Oh, all right. Man. Which which all what's right. your tip, Father Larry? I think we got we got two out of the three. Um, I would say I would say uh, for husbands, like learn to listen to your wife more. Yeah. And like you know, uh, I think 
the problem with, I mean, as guys, we want to fix problems and like, all right, you know, let's, let's see, you know, but just, just listen and like, and, um, you know, and, and show compassion, I, I would say, you know, and just, you know, have that, 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 I mean, I think also John Paul II talks about having a tenderness for one's wife, you know, like it's, um, I would just say, and I know that's like rather general, but, but also in the way you speak to her, yeah. you know, I think is very important. Like the words you use, uh, how you approach her, um, I think is, is key. But, but also like when you have those moments where you have to, she wants to talk, all right, here we go. This is my way of loving, you know, it's a, it's a way of like, I think. Wife but it doesn't really always have to be at like 10 o'clock at night, does it? <laughs> once we're going we're going back to agape you know i know i know that's right thank god for celibacy but you know I, uh-huh. I can go to bed. <laughs> well hey i you know i get to go to bed at 10 o'clock you know i mean whatever saying, what's, but wrong, I, what's wrong with 7 p.m you know yeah what i would say to wives like no that is a great point like don't drop the grenade at 10 30 at night you know like just show like like do it like right after dinner, you know, or I don't know, but, and also like aside, not in front of the kids, you know, these types of things, these major conversations, you know? So anyhow, um, I better be quiet now. So yeah. all right, this, all right. is, this is Bill. You want to lead us in prayer? Yeah. Who want me to do it? <laughs> sure. All right. Uh, in the name of the father and son, Holy spirit, amen. Heavenly father, um, we just ask you for the gift to be able to love, uh, in a more profound way in our particular vocations. We also pray for all Catholic husbands that they they love their wives, the wives that God chose for them, who they married. Um, free them from all the attacks of the evil one that so wants to d- divide this this beautiful covenant. And also help, help their wives to, to, to really let their husbands lead if they're trying, you know, um, even not perfectly, you know. We have to love like Christ, but we're all human, and we do that imperfectly. And we ask all these things through Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen.